Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for downloading, thank you for listening. Episode 329, 329 of uh, Your Tech Life. Thanks to the good people at Garmin, Satellite Navigation, GPS Technology and LG's OLED. Take the OLED challenge, we'll talk about that shortly. It is great to have your company. We have a lot of talk about tonight. Um, television news, retail news, politics, <laughs> mobile phones, Blu-ray, more mobile phones, mobile phone companies, you name it, it is on the agenda tonight. Plus a few calls. Um, we'll, we'll circle back with Leslie from last week and her air print problem, see whether we've solved that one for her. Um, we will talk fitness trackers and heart rate monitors. And we'll also talk crowdsource or crowdfunding and uh, the pros and cons of that right here on Your Tech Life. If you've got a question about technology, uh, the technology in your own life, in any way, shape or form, just turn the volume on my headphones up, uh, just get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Be great to chat anytime. We record on Tuesday nights. I get you on the phone and we have a chat. It's as easy as that. We've been doing it for... Well, 329 weeks at the very least. <laughs> and um, we're in a bit of a rhythm, so don't upset the apple cart, okay? Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Um, and, of course, I should mention thank you for leaving iTunes reviews. It is appreciated if you jump onto your iTunes, find your tech life because you're already subscribed, right? Uh, and tell your friends, but also leave a rating. Um, Jeff Egan says, great prod- podcast, very informative and easy to listen to. And Butsy00 uh, says, awesome tech podcast. I finally figured out how to leave a review. And in brackets, in a very good point, I can't believe you can't do it via the Apple Podcast app. Well, good reason to use something else then. Though you still can't use a, or um, leave a rating on any other app for iTunes. Uh, great podcast that keeps you up to date with the latest tech news and gadgets and helps callers with their problems in their tech life. Ha! Um, and uh, Butsy says he's helped me a couple of times over the years. Highly recommended. Thank you, Trevor. Well, no, thank you. Thank you for leaving a review. Uh, you can do that on iTunes, or, of course, you can just get in touch, say good day if you're on Twitter, at Trevor Long is where you'll find me. If you're on Facebook, just search for Trevor Long, facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long, and, of course, the website, eftm.com.au. Astute listeners, readers, commenters uh, got in touch with me today. I've got a, a swathe of emails and tweets and things and Facebook messages coming through suggesting that something was happening at Channel 7. Uh, I was in the car, I got home um, as quick as I could and I turned on the TV and Channel 70, which would normally just say 7 Digital, had been renamed 7HD. 
Channel 7 doesn't have a HD service predominantly. They have 7 Mate, which is HD. Um, but we've been wondering whether 7's going to go HD ever since they launched 7 Flicks. So I checked around. Um, I even got video of the switchover. So if you're watching Channel, Channel 70, which was just Channel 7, uh, at about 20 to 1 this afternoon, it just flicked to black and then suddenly 7 Mate programming appeared. It was fantastic. Um, a little bit of sussing around made it interesting. Channel, people in Melbourne were reporting they were seeing Channel 7, this, the primary channel, in HD. But up here in Sydney, I'm seeing 7 Mate. So a very interesting thing. So anyway, story goes up and it's still going gangbusters on the website. But here's how it breaks down. Don't get too excited if you're thinking you're getting Channel 7 in HD. Now, yes, you are. But maybe not what you think. So if you live in Melbourne or Adelaide, you will get Channel 7, the primary channel on Channel 70, their HD service. If you live in Sydney, Brisbane or Perth, you will get 7 Mate in HD on Channel 70. So in either case, it's a simulcast. The SD channel is number 7. Okay? The SD channel... Um, or the or the cha- primary channel for Seven Mate is channel seventy three. In Melbourne, though, that will be SD now, and so will it be in Sydney. But in Sydney and Brisbane, you'll get Seven Mate in HD. Now that sounds confusing, right? Nuh-uh. it's where the AFL is. So wherever the AFL is being broadcast on whatever channel in your area, that's going HD. Now this is only. For metro areas, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth and Brisbane, regional listeners, uh, you have to wait for Prime to do something. Now, this is not a cheap thing. They have to put new equipment into the head end of the broadcast. It's a very difficult thing. So Prime aren't just going to jump here. They've got to see value in it. But essentially, we've got HD. But I think it's really disappointing for Sydney viewers um, who can't now watch, you know, the the must uh, what's it called, My Kitchen Rules or whatever the Channel Seven show of the day might be in HD? They're really, literally, only doing this for the AFL. I don't know how do you feel about that. Is that a great thing? My question, which is still unanswered by Channel Seven, is what does that mean for the Olympics? Okay, does the Olympics? I'll have to check the the uh, program guide and the sh- the fixture for the AFL. But do the Olympics? happen at the same time as the AFL? Because does that mean in Sydney we're not going to get Olympics in HD? Very interesting. So there's a lot to happen there, lots lots still to move, and we will watch with interest to find out what is going to come to our sets here in Australia on Channel 7's HD channel, 7 HD channel number 70 on your free-to-air set-top box or TV. Uh, Kogan has relaunched DickSmith.com.au. Uh, I went there the other day. It's been launched, relaunched a couple of months early or, or a month earlier than they, they hoped to. Um, so DickSmith.com.au is live again. It's a real website. It's a real company, and it is basically run by Kogan. Now, as I predicted way back when he bought the company or the brand, um, it is Kogan.com with a different color and a different logo. And less categories. So he hasn't included all of his fancy categories. It's really just the electronics categories that are now available at dicksmith.com.au. I'm going to chapter and verse here, but let me give you my argument for why I think this is a fantastic move. 
And I've said this on the radio a fair bit today. With the greatest respect to Rosalind Kogan and his televisions, if I say to someone on the radio, for example, if they say, what TV should I buy or can you tell me where to go? If I say go to Kogan.com and buy Kogan TV, they go, oh, okay. They maybe will. They maybe won't. More likely won't because they've never heard of it and they've never been to that website. But if I said go to DickSmith.com.au and buy a Kogan TV, very different proposition for many, many people. So the trust we have in that brand, which has not been taken away by the recent out, recent issues for the company, majority of the population have no idea. They just think their local store's closed. So I think it's a good move for Kogan. He's also going to sell, sell Dick Smith branded TVs there. But in the end, um, Kogan product is everywhere on the dicksmith.com.au website. And good on him. Why not? He's just trying to sell TVs after all, isn't he? <laughs> it's not exactly a bad thing. Uh, interested to know what you think. Uh, but dicksmith.com.au uh, is live and open once again. Now, if you haven't already tried, I want you to go to your local store and take the OLED challenge. So duck into a, a Harvey Norman, somewhere like that, and take the OLED challenge. Now, the OLED challenge is essentially you sitting in front of two TVs. One of them is an LCD, LED TV. And another is an OLED TV from LG. LG's OLED TV is the future of television. And it's here today with unbeatable black and amazingly vivid colors. It's the TV of your dreams. Uh, we, uh, being LG and myself, encourage you to go and take the OLED challenge and just see how deep those blacks are, how vivid those colours are, and whether or not this might be your next TV, or whether it's just the TV you'll brag about amongst your mates. The OLED TV from LG. You'll find them now at big, good retail stores like Harvey Norman. Now, I don't want to become ranty McRanty here. But I did while I was in Bali. In fact, sitting on a boat um, on on our way to an island um, resort last week. And I'll tell you about Bali in a minute. Um, I wrote a little rant about the NBN. Now, Bill Shorten had his budget reply, or budget in reply, they call it, on Thursday night last week. It was all the standard things you might hope and expect from the opposition in, in terms of how they were going to fix the world and all that kind of stuff. But there was a line in there. And just a very, very simple line. It wasn't a huge amount of, you know, um, detail. But there was a line there which talked about the NBN. Now, I think it's important that we look at that line and say, how, how much is this going to come back to bite us on the ass if the Labor Party get into government? Because unfortunately, you can get caught on these things, Bill. He said, and I quote, and the most important piece of infrastructure to any 21st century economy is a first-rate Fibre National Broadband Network. That's what Labor will deliver. Creating jobs, plugging us into Asia, linking small businesses in the regions to new markets in our region. End quote. That's great. I'm, I love the ambient. I wish it was fibre. But here's my problem. If we now elect a government that is going to stop everything and build fibre, how, mu how much longer is that going to delay things? Yeah, the, the NBN has already been delayed by basically two years while they shut down 
and rebuilt from scratch, finding engineers who could do fibre to the node, testing fibre to the node, doing all that stuff. Now, yes, they had a fibre plan before. Yes, they can essentially bring that back, but no way can it just happen overnight. There's months of testing to confirm that they are still in or on the right track to, to roll out uh, a network like that. And frankly, and anyone who argues this is beyond ludicrous, there was no evidence that this thing under Labor was on track, that it was going to be rolled out to 10 million homes in any great shape of time at any great on-budget price. Okay? They hadn't even started digging up many towns. So I say BS to the people who think that you can just switch to fibre to the fibre to the home and, and run with it. They may go fibre to the driveway, which is or the distribution point, which is what other people are calling it. It still means more digging. It still means a harder rollout. And I'm sorry, that means testing. And that means delays. We have a three-year plan right now, which we can, if we stick with it, we can hold the NBN to. We can say, why are you behind? Why are you over budget? And we can actually stick it to them on that. If we change them, we just give them another excuse to say why they're behind and why they're spending more money. My view, I would, if I was Labor, I would define this. I would say, our intention is to complete the multi-technology mix NBN and deliver with an extra $5 billion worth of funding the resources to prioritise the, um, I don't know, development deployment of a fibre to the distribution point network um, immediately following that. Or, I don't know, just come up with something that says you're not going to stop everything because that would be ludicrous. Anyway, I don't know. What do you think? I've had people say to me, I'm fine with waiting. And I've had a lot more people say, where's my NBN? If you're a person who has really crappy ADSL right now, you are hanging for this, you are calling for this, and you will not stand for more delays. That is the problem we have, and that is why we need to just follow the charted course we are on. Okay? That's what we've got to do. You're listening to Your Tech Life. I would love your opinions. Um, that is what I do. That is what I hear. You can get in touch via the website, eftm.com.au, or rent back at me at Trevor Long on Twitter. Uh, Twitter.com forward slash Trevor Long if you haven't joined. It's very easy. Get in touch. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your Tech, tech life. life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. If you've got a question about technology, a problem with technology, doesn't matter what it is, get on the phone or the email. Uh, the website is eftm.com.au. Now, last week, uh, I had, I think it was last week, Leslie uh, was on the show. We had problems with AirPrint and Windows and all these things. With an Epson printer, uh, I sent Leslie's details onto Epson. Leslie, did they get in touch? Yes. I was really surprised. They rang yesterday. I wasn't home, left a message. Uh-huh. I rang them back today. Yep. Um, I had a fellow run through the whole thing with me. He went through each of the um, devices. And what he basically told me was exactly what you told me. Huh. And somehow it worked out okay today. And then he went into the, um, the laptop with me, fixed that. Um, it was fantastic. Yeah, so you got the really laptop working as well, because I remember that you were you were concerned about your Windows 10 and whatnot, and I yeah. I think I suggested to you not to mention anything about Windows 10 to, yeah. to Epson. So it was nothing to do with Windows 10. Great. You were right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was um, oh, because I'd plugged in the cord at one stage, the, you know, the USB cord to right. make it work. It wasn't it thinking. It, it wasn't thinking like a. Um, like a wireless yeah, printer, yeah. Right, right? So it all worked out. I, he spent a lot, of, you know. He spent plenty of time with me because I'm 
not, I don't really know what I'm doing. Sure. And um, yeah, it was really good. I was really pleased with the outcome. Well, we uh, we thank the good people at Epson for uh, for yes. getting in touch with you and sorting that out. And uh, and it just goes to show that customer service can work in the long run. Uh, and I'm glad yeah. you got your printer working because I've got an Epson printer. It works really, really well. So I'm glad you yeah, got well, the. Wireless printing. Fantastic again now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an iPad you've got, isn't it, that you're printing from? The well? iPad and the um, laptop. And the laptop. Yeah, both of them print perfectly. What again. do you print, um, just out of interest, what do you print from your iPad? Uh, well, I suppose a lot of it's um, um, if we're going on holidays somewhere or travelling overseas and I print out all the tickets and everything, oh, yes, but also information about the different places like it could be um, um, train networks or um, hotel details you know that sort of thing for yeah, mostly right. for traveling good work and also um, kids photos wonderful my, grand- my grandchildren's photos Epson printers print great photos all yeah, right yeah good on you Liz I'm glad you got it sorted I'm glad you're up and okay. running there all right thank Thanks you for so getting much Trevor it was terrific no my pleasure and uh, and thank you to the good people at Epson who jumped uh, straight on the phone as soon as I got in touch with them to help Leslie out. You're listening to Your Tech Life here, uh, episode 329. For all your tech questions, get in touch. Go to the website eftm.com.au. Don't don't mind what it is. Uh, Anything on your mind, whether it's a question about technology, a problem with technology, we'll make something work for you. G'day, Rob. G'day, mate. How are you? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Oh, mate, I'm um, I'm in the market for a, a bit of a fitness tracker. Right. I'm really interested in um, monitoring my heart rate while I train. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I've been having a little bit of problems with is uh, most of the trackers out on the market at the moment are, are on your wrist, like a, a smart watch. Correct, and, yeah. Um, yeah, and um, I, I do a lot of boxing, so... It's it's something a little bit difficult with gloves and wraps and and that sort of thing. So I'm sort of wondering mm. if you can sort of think a, a chest strap with a with a smart watch or or something like that. Well, absolutely, you can. So are you saying that wearing a, a smart watch is 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 good or bad when you're boxing? Well, it's bad. I can't. I yeah, basically yeah. can't do it because of gloves but and things, I, right? Like, I would like that just for a, a walking around monitoring yeah. and flip monitoring and that sort of thing. So while I, while I do the majority of my training, I can't wear it. But do you want your heart rate monitor 24-7 or mainly while you're training? Well, to be honest, I would like both. <laughs> <laughs> I want a bit of everything. Uh, don't we all? Don't we all? So yeah. I guess the challenge is that if I look, for example, at Garmin, and they're a sponsor, but I just, their website is, is familiar to me, so I can... The great thing about this is if you look at their soft strap premium heart rate monitor, which is like 90 bucks, right? And then there's a massive, like a really long list of compatible devices. But So that's devices that it will pair with and therefore record your heart rate. The challenge, though, is that in reality, most of those devices are either their fitness watches or their cycling products. Yeah, sure. So I think the challenge is um, that... If you got got one of their watches, for example, that paired with the band, then it's not a problem that the watch isn't on your wrist while you're training. No, um, you could no. probably just you know keep it nearby. Um, yeah, sure. That, that that's not really an issue. So the training part doesn't strike me as being the real issue. I think that's the easiest thing to solve. Get the strap, find the watch that you like the best, 
and make sure that you learn. Does it need to be in uh, in in range while you're training, or does it need to just sync later? I'm pretty sure it needs to be in range, so yeah, we can yeah, we can okay. work on that. But then your question about you know do I want to monitor my heart rate all all uh, all day? And you're you're saying well yes. Um, there's a bunch of fitness trackers, including Garmin, and so obviously your challenge now is you're looking for a heart strap and a fitness watch that kind of work together, and also the fitness watch that has the um, the heart rate. Now they definitely have heart rate in in some of their products. Um, yep. I, I couldn't name one of them for for you right now, but I'm tipping. Um, I think it's the Forerunner two three five as a GPS running watch with wrist based heart rate. So yeah, that's going to do the trick, right? It's a you know four hundred and sixty dollar product. So yep, yep, you know. 23.7, it's going to be great. But for that one hour where you're training, uh, you're going to need to wear the wrist strap, the, the, the chest yeah, strap. Yeah, so, so I'm upwards of about 500, 550 bucks. I think, a, I think if you had a budget a of 550, you should be able to yep. walk into a store and you should be able to get change. Because, you, okay. you know, these are, re, these are RRPs, right? So yeah, yeah, you walk yeah. into a, a solid, um, you know, shop selling these things, you, you should be able to do quite well. I would think that if you spent more on the watch then you're getting the overall benefits of the fitness watch, and then you've got the the pairing with a chest strap um, to give you what you really, really want for those training sessions. Okay, great. Feels like a plan so, to me, mate. It does. So Garmin's the the one to probably look at, yeah? In terms of, so I would say to you, if you didn't want the chest strap, if it was all about the watch, then, mate, there's so many options. I mean, even an Apple watch yeah. would do your heart rate. I mean, I can look at my iPhone and I can go, what was my heart rate like throughout the day? Every 10 minutes it takes a reading, which is awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, but I, sure. I don't then need to take it off and box. So, nah, sure. you know, there's only really a couple of people that make good, solid uh, chest straps, and then yep. most of them will only pair with their own products. So you are in a bit yeah, of a bunch. Sure. And to be honest, living in the Garmin ecosystem yeah. for health and fitness, not really a bad place to live. No, no, sure. Okay. All right. So good luck, man. Cool. Sounds good. Happy shopping. Sounds like fun. Okay, thanks, Trev. <laughs> Good on you, buddy. And if you've got a question about technology, get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And we do it all each and every week. Thanks to the good people at Garmin, Satellite Navigation, GPS Technology, and the Vivo Fit 3 is the activity tracker with Move IQ. So whether you're walking around the office or going for a jog, the Vivo Fit 3 can automatically detect your activity using Garmin Move IQ and display it on Garmin Connect. Wear it comfortably 24-7 to monitor sleep and count steps. Even get reminded to move after an hour of inactivity with the Red Move Bar. It's water-resistant, has a one-year battery life, and can be dressed up with interchangeable style collection bands to suit every moment of your active lifestyle. Check it out now. It is uh, available to look at and to buy from garmin.com.au. So, yes, if you follow me on Twitter or Snapchat or... And Snapchat's fun. Hey, let's keep following me there. I'm loving it. It's, I'm getting really, really into it. I forget sometimes. I, here, I might just do a snap now. I'm uh, very meta. I'm talking about Snapchat on my podcast while recording my podcast. Um, I don't know. And recording a snap. It's pretty cool. Uh, Trevor Long AU is the, um, is the number, is the address, is the username. Um, and I'm just going to type a title here. Talking snaps on podcast, done. Okay, so that is done. That is on Snapchat. It's a bit of fun. I like it. I think uh, if you haven't tried it, it's, uh, it's I, you know what? If I was a venture capitalist, I'd be doing my best to be in it. I think Twitter, I don't know. I just, I'm not seeing it. I think I said this the other week. So anyway, I won't, I won't digress. 
But if you follow me on any of those social networky things, you'll notice I was in Bali at the end of last week. Now, I went there and as a guest of Huawei. Uh, now, Huawei are the number three mobile phone manufacturer on the planet. Um, and that's, that's a big deal, for, you know, selling more smartphones than plenty of other, other companies. Um, and they had a South Pacific regional conference. So a lot of their dealers and, and other individuals from across the company were uh, involved in this, this conference. But they then had a, an announcement of the P9. Now, the P9 was launched in London about a month ago. Um, it's a beautiful phone. But we spent a day and a half in Bali at a, at a beautiful resort, the height, and we went across on an island to, on a boat to some island and, and, you know, resorted ourselves there. And I took smartphones. I took a lot of smartphones. I took the LG G5, the Samsung Galaxy S7. I took the iPhone SE and I took the Oppo R9, along with the Huawei P9. Now, the feature of this, this phone that's critical is the camera. It has a Leica camera in it with two lenses, not just two lenses, two sensors. One of the sensors is color. The other is monochrome. Now, what it does is it combines those two together to get the perfect picture. Oh, yeah, obviously not perfect, but it, it creates an unbelievable picture. So I put it to the test. A whole bunch of photos are up on the website, uh, eftm.com.au. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was well worth um, them investing in that camera technology. We don't have pricing or availability. We think early June. I would love this to be, love this to be a high end of the mid-range phone. So I'm talking 800 or less. I'd love it to be a 699 phone. Gee whiz, that'd be amazing. So let's see what it comes out at price-wise. But if it does, look, if it's less than 800, it's 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 the number one smartphone on the market in my mind. Um, I'll give it a better full view uh, in, in a couple of weeks. I'll, I'll use it primarily as my device and see how we go. Um, which reminds me, I've just switched back to my iPhone. I'm still looking for suggestions from people for apps to, to, to communicate between uh, iOS and Android, but iOS without a SIM card, so not WhatsApp. So iPod Touch to Android smartphone. Okay, I'm looking for a secure, friendly app. WhatsApp would be perfect, but maybe not right now. Anyway, because there's no phone number in in a um, in an iPod. Anyway, the uh, details of the Huawei P9 are up on eftm.com.au, as is a full and comprehensive uh, camera test of the Huawei P9 and a range of others from Bali um, just last week. Now, was it last week that I mentioned 4K Blu-ray from Panasonic? Yes, I did. And I said I thought it was going to be a 1000 bucks. We didn't know. Talking to Fennec about it, I guess it might be a lot less than that because it's not a hard drive-based recorder. But here's the rub. Samsung announced their 4K player just a day or so ago. It's already in store. So you can now go and buy a 4K Blu-ray player, right, at $599. That sounds like a lot compared to a $100 Blu-ray player. But as a first-to-market, I think it's a good price. I think it's a good price. I'd be interested if Samsung, Samsung come anywhere, uh, Panasonic, sorry, come anywhere near that. But my view is that's a great price. So I'd love to know what you think. Are you going to go out and buy a Blu-ray player so you can get 4K content on your TV? Finally, talking technology without the jargon. Your, your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. Now, um, I've published my review of the LG G5 on the website. If you want to have a look, I'd appreciate your loyalty and reading. Um, Look, a lot of photos and different things up there for you to see. Here's my thing. I I'm, I like the phone. I really do. The camera is sensational. Um, the camera's sensational. I like the modular thing, taking the battery out, putting a camera thing on, but I don't see it sticking as a reason to buy the phone. 
but it's $1,099, and I just feel that is a bit rich. I feel like they're trying to compete with Samsung and Apple at the in the price bracket, but I think they need to just accept that they need to gain some market before they can compete. So I think it needs to be cheaper. So I've just said it's the it's the best $799 phone you can buy, or you can't buy, because you can't, because it's $1,099. So kind of disappointing. Um a great phone, absolutely. If you are in the market for a new smartphone and you're sick of being the sheep that follows, absolutely consider the LG G5. It's a great phone. It will not let you down. I'm not sure you need to buy any of the accessories. Um, the battery's great. The camera is awesome and a reason to buy it. Um, but I just don't know why someone would buy that when the Samsung sits next to it and it has such a reputation. So that's my challenge for LG. I think you just need to reduce the price and see how you can go with that. Um, I think it could have a fundamental impact on, you know, how people see the device as an option for them. But we'll we'll wait and see. We'll see how it goes. The LG G5 full review up at eftm.com.au. And the other thing up there is a mobile phone company Vaya, V-A-Y-A, uh, this morning announced uh, a price beat guarantee. So they are a small postpaid month-to-month telco. Uh, no locking contracts, and they are now owned by Maysim. Now, they are offering this option so that if you're a customer of theirs you can and you see a better price, you can get that price. If you want to get a better price and, and they don't have it, you can say to Vaya, I want that price over there that Kogan's offering, and I want you to give me that price. So here's how it works. If you've got a like-for-like plan, that's the tough part. You've got to find a plan that has the same data, calls, text, and international, I guess, inclusions. Exactly. And they'll, they'll, they'll not only match the price, they'll give you a month free. So let's say, and I'm, I'm literally speculating here, let's say you saw a 1.5 gig plan for $17.50 a month and Vaya was 18 and it had unlimited calls and unlimited texts. You say, listen, it's cheaper. They say, okay, we'll give you a month free and it'll be $17.50 from then on. And the great thing is even if the other company puts their price up to 20 bucks in six months, you don't have to follow. You stay at $17.50. So price matching is great. I think it's great publicity for them. They did well today in getting traction on it, but I'm just not sure there are that many actual plans and rates that are comparable. I mean, when was the last time you saw two identical plans from telcos? It's just so rare. One of them one of them will have a uh, 500 extra gig or it'll have bonus data to make it work. Well, and the bonus data doesn't count when you're price matching. So it's a great initiative. I applaud them for it. Um, and I hope it does really, really well for them. But I'm, not sh- I'm just not sure there's enough plans out there for them to price match. Anyway, I'd be interested to know what you think, especially if you're a, a month-to-month kind of postpaid customer. And if you're a prepaid customer, the, the, it's very simple. All you do is put, give your credit card and it, it takes the money out every month. So it's actually easier to be postpaid than prepaid, but you get the same sort of deals and advantages. So I do think that's worth considering. Anyway, via uh, more detail, details about that also are up, there, up at the website, eftm.com.au. If you've got a question about technology, if you want to have a chat about anything technology in your life, jump on the phone or go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Danny. G'day, Trevor. Hey, Danny, what's happening in your tech life, mate? Oh, well, I had a, a few interesting um, uh, things happen lately, and I just thought uh, might uh, might be worth warning your uh, your listeners about. Mm. What sort of things, mate? 
Uh, well, I've been got uh, caught up in a bit of cloud funding that uh, hasn't really ended uh, too well for me. So, uh, yeah, just thought it might be worth um, warning the listeners that there's really no guarantees in these things, um, even when you go with a uh, well-known uh, crowdfunding uh, campaign, uh, like, yeah, crowdfunding service. So you're saying the, the crowdfunding website, let's call Kickstarter because they're probably the biggest, um, yeah, was, yep. despite going with someone that, that has a brand like that, you backed something that didn't come to fruition. Yeah, and it was um, probably somewhere in the in the order of about three hundred bucks, Aussie. Wow, you spent through, so. What was it, mate? It was a uh, watch. It was a uh, Central Standard timing, um, the world's thinnest watch. So I'm not really much of a watch wearer, although I've um, taken up the um, uh, taken up the smart watch and um, uh, quite happy with that. But um, yeah, just thought this would be something, you know, something to talk about and something, uh, you know, nice bit of uh, kit to have on the, on the wrist. But um, um, yeah, it got funded, so everything was really good. They got something like about three times their funding. Um, um, so everything went ahead, and um, yeah, and then now they're broke, and um, yeah, we got absolutely nothing out of it. Wow! So you spent what did you say, three hundred? Yeah, about roughly three hundred Aussie. Yeah, I've searched for this on Kickstarter. It's the world's thinnest watch. Um, they've they've got updates there that are not available to to, to non um, backers, so you probably only can read those. But there's one before that that is a some sort of apology, and they're parting ways with the company. So. It sounds like uh, it sounds like they're saying they got burnt by you know trying to get the thing happening. Is that is that what they're trying to uh, trying to assert? Um, well, what what basically ended up happening was uh, they had problems with um, their concept and they had to change like the metal that the uh, watch band was going to use. Obviously, being really thin watch band, it's uh, <clears throat> yep. you know something uh, quite uh, technology uh, technologically advanced, but. Um, they had to change the metal and then all this stuff all cost money and um, yeah they just ended up basically investing all their money and we ended up with uh, they ended up with a product that they they didn't think they could market and that was basically the end of that so Dunsky finished they, gone they would have they would have either had to um, yeah uh, ask people to stump up a heap more money and um, or um, yeah they just chose to go bankrupt so that last um, uh, communication with us which is what prompted my message to you was that. Um, they, yeah, they basically it was a, um, I don't know, whatever it is, the US version of um, yeah, the, um, Chapter 11. the government saying that they're going to wind it all up. And um, yeah, if you're a creditor, you can contact them. Otherwise, basically, if you're a, a backer through um, Kickstarter, you've um, pretty much got no chance. And they uh, didn't, obviously didn't say exactly that. But um, yeah, if you've got no, no chance, and don't bother asking. It's amazing, too, because when you look back through their updates, um, you know, they're clearly working on it. I mean, it's, I've got to say, it's not like they just took your money and ran, right? I guess. Oh no, they tried hard. They tried hard, they didn't got they? Really excited with it all. I was, yeah. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it, even though it was going to be, I don't know, year two years, whatever. No, later than what they said. Oh, it's um, all the updates and everything all the time, and I thought everything was going really good. But it just shows you how quickly something can um, still fall in a big hoop. And your point being that you spent the money, and you you only really now realise that that money was no guarantee you were going to get the product, or that it was non-refundable. And basically, you are you're, you're gambling here with with Kickstarter style projects, aren't you? 
Well, you are, and I, I thought, okay, I, um, things like that Shark Tank, mate, you see on telly, I mean, okay, they, all that sort of thing is just like throwing, yeah, you may as well just go, and go to the casino and put $100 on the black <laughs> and as invest in those sort of things. Yeah. But I thought, well, Kickstarter's pretty fair dinkum about, um, yeah, they wouldn't really lead you on and, and lead you into something, and I mean, obviously that's my, my uh, naivety with the whole thing. Sure, I, I sure. just figured there'd be some sort of guarantee out of it, and that when it was funded, that that that'd be some guarantee to actually get a product. And I've uh, backed something through, um, it was a phone holder, which turned out to be a bit of a piece of junk, but um, I backed that through a different uh, company and I got that and, you know, it's fair enough. I, I got what I paid for. But, um, yeah, I just figured that being Kickstarter, there'd be some sort of guarantees. And yeah. It's, um, yeah, like I said, as I found out, that there's basically no guarantees at all. So, yeah, it is like just um, yeah, playing the lottery or whatever. I've only backed a couple, mate. I backed a, uh, an iPhone cable. I don't know what the hell that I did that for. And a wallets i got them both uh, i had another one that um that i backed but it got re- it got rejected by kickstarter apparently with some sort of dodgy stuff going on but yeah i think it's a good strong solid warning danny uh even though it cost you 300 odd dollars it's a good warning to other people that uh it is a gamble uh it might pay off because it could be the coolest thing ever and you could be one of very few people with one but it's a risk and a gamble and if you want to take it you can but um unfortunately you could lose your money as uh, as you have danny sorry to hear that mate Oh, that was, uh, yeah, just my main thing I wanted to get through to. Um, yeah, thought it'd be worth communicating with the listeners that, um, yeah, just beware, you know, but don't don't invest in something that you might not get anything out of. So, mm. um, yeah, like you said, it's just basically like um, yeah, playing the lotto. So I haven't invested in other things, so it hasn't scared me off yet. Um, okay. Actually, that tap trap that um, you and Stephen have, um, you and Steve Fennick have uh, been talking about, I've um, actually um, signed up for one of them. So it hasn't really scared me off, but these days I'm just a... Be a lot more wary, and obviously you won't be going investing on uh, big sums of money in uh, something that I that might not actually come off. Yeah. All right. Good warning, mate. Thanks for getting in touch, and thanks for letting us know. Okay. Thanks, Trevor. We really enjoyed the shows. It's good on you, Danny. And uh, if you've had an experience like that, or you've you've got a, a learning for other people, that's that's the great thing about this. Let's let's learn together. Um, unfortunately, Danny spent a bit of money there to learn, but fortunately, it hasn't scared him off. Uh, get in touch anytime. Go to the website eftm.com.au or follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. Uh, appreciate you following on Twitter at Trevor Long, uh, Snapchat at Trevor Long AU, and of course on um, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long. Uh, three people have already viewed my snap. Um, Maddie Wu, thank you, buddy. Chris Martin, Channel 7, Danny Melbourne, good on you. And Charlie Whitford, I don't know who you are, but. Hello, and thank you for viewing that snap. Um, It's wonderful because you can actually see who's viewed stuff. I like it. It's very, very cool. Anyway, that is all for now. That is all for the week. Uh, Continuing coverage of the world of technology at eftm.com.au. And as always, you can get in touch anytime you like on that same website, eftm.com.au, or on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Trevor Long. 